Put a fart or two in there. Yeah. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, Unaccepted Pod has joined us. Thank you for having us, John. Randy. Tony and Manny of Unaccepted Pod breaking the seal. And Manny asked what that meant. Oh, breaking the seal? Breaking the seal. And that is because we haven't had guests since COVID started. Yes. Which was over a year ago now. Yes. Um, we refused to do that because it was difficult through Zoom. Uh, but now we we're know. yeah now we're back on it. Thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely. Thank and on today's you. episode with an accepted part, we're going to cover a few things. We're definitely going to get into some headlines. Uh, we're going to cover Auto Club, which we all sort of kind of in some way did it together. Did you, Manny? No, I didn't. Oh. Well, he was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, he, okay. He took okay. in the sights and sounds. A little bit more than Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right on, right on, right on. A little that, bit more yeah, than that's, Spirit. That's, yeah, that's good. That's a good step. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit no, more than Spirit. I mean, Spirit. I was like in the same situation as you, but yeah. my situation was a little bit different because you know how you had to like show proof like you already have some prior experience. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had nothing. I see. You had I the see. canyon runs and everything and uh-huh. all this other stuff. I didn't. I see. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. So we'll definitely cover that piece. Uh, we are actually going to introduce some new segments, uh, a roundtable session, uh, which I will talk about when we get there, questions from Karen, uh, and, the, <laughs> no. and the finish line. But nice. let's get started with some headlines. So the first one is the BRZ86 has been unveiled. It's got a bit of a power bump, but really what I want to focus here is the looks. We've all taken a look at the new looks of the 86. Yes. Yep. What are the opinions? It's a step up for me. It is a step up. It's a step up for me. For okay. Me. Uh, I, st- I still have some complaints about like the front, honestly, just because of like, the massive grill. But in terms of that, it just over- looks overall good, especially the ass and everything. Yeah, yeah I rear. did like the rear a lot. Oh, yeah. Me too. For me, the rear was just, they dialed that in so nice. And I can't tell if it's because I'm so used to seeing them slammed that it looks so high off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I can't figure that because it does look really high. But I'm right. thinking maybe that's just normal stance. And that's, we've just used to seeing pandem body kits. Yeah, I think that's what it is, too. There, so, is one, there is one thing that threw me off when I saw the pictures. Like, why is like the steering wheel on the right side? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys like the FRS or the BRZ more? I... Oh, the, the first gen, the first gen, Oh, sorry. the first gen. Okay. Yeah. Where did you guys stand there? Is that a trick question? No, no, no. Because then it's kind of like comparing. The, I feel like gen. it is a trick question because to me they look the same regardless. No, the front, like the front fascia, like you know the bumper and all that shit. Right. Not it's, the it's, overall silhouette because the overall silhouette, yes, is the same. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I never looked at it closely enough to oh, really, really take taking the differences. Because I was more a BRZ guy myself, but this time around, I think I like the eight six a little bit more. I don't know. So for this one, I'm gonna go for the new gen eight six for sure. Okay. For the old one, I'm kind of in the same boat as John that I I really didn't give them as much attention. I see. I, I guess see. I didn't really appreciate the car, to be perfectly honest, until I drove one. Okay. Okay. Right on. Before that, I was just like, why are they making a 200 horsepower car in 2000? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right on. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a 200 horsepower at that well, time. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Now it's at what 228. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're looking at. I mean, that is enough power, right? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it's essentially a track weapon. I don't know. It's it's either a track car or a super street show car. Those are the lanes that where the eight six lands, mm-hmm. right? Or so it doesn't maybe entry level enthusiasts. Ent- entry level enthusiasts, like how? So it's not exactly a full on like race car. It's not something hugely overpowered. This is something that you know the high school kid whose parents have the means for it is a reasonable amount that they will choose over a economy car. Yeah, you're right. You're I do right. I do agree on that because at one point, yeah, this was like when I still had like, I think I still had my Camry or if I still, or right around the time after I got my truck, but I was actually considering an FRS at that point. And that was when I was getting started, like getting more into like the car scene especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, its price range and its power, its power output doesn't really hold parents back like, oh, I'm going to put them in this Mustang and they're going to go into right. the That's true. That's right. True. That's a good point. It's or definitely a Lambo good. and just kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the, that's, that's true with the 8.6. That is a good, it's definitely a good starter car. Um, I mean, you can kill yourself in any car. Yeah, but but yeah, I think you're right that the that it's it's limited enough to where parents and it doesn't it's a sports car. I mean that's what it's designed to be, but it you can you can probably convince mom and dad that it's not. That's true. You know, like yeah. it's a Civic, it's a Toyota's version of a Civic. Yeah, they're they're gonna look at their uh, V6 Camrys and go, your Camry has more horsepower. Oh right, started. You know what Damn, I mean? Damn, that's true. If any of you young kids listen out there, these are the arguments you need to pick up on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, That's dude. True. Your Camry has more power. Like, we couldn't say that before. Oh, Damn. Oh. That's a good point. Well, shit, it used to be the same engine. Like, the Scion TC had a Camry engine in it. I don't know if you guys knew that. I didn't know that. Or the yeah. four-cylinder or the six-cylinder? The four. Okay. Is a 2.4 liter. Yeah. Yeah. The Dog. Scion TC. Yes. God, that car. But anyway, let's move into the next headline. And this one is probably closer to, to Manny's lane than anyone. <laughs> the Mach 1. Now, specifically uh, that I want to discuss here is now it's being touted as Ford's most track-oriented 5.0 Mustang. Uh, replacing the GT350. Um, you know, by the same moniker, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um we know the reputation that Mustangs have. At 91 Octane, we like to say it's always a Mustang. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody, it's a meme. Uh, it happens everywhere. And, uh, but it, now, does. it does. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we saw it, I saw it happen at Big Willow. We had issues that I posted at Auto Club. But now Ford is saying they have a more track-oriented Mustang. What does that mean for you guys that are in the Ford Mustang world? So I track the S550 platform prior to the Civic. Okay. Um, I don't know if your longtime listeners will remember from the first time I was on here where yeah. we talked about the transition, right? Yeah. And you had an off and you lost the exhaust. That was... Typical Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> but I can speak that I was on a base model. And yes. their suspension is sloppy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. The base sloppy. suspension. The base suspension is okay. sloppy. If you buy a base model GT Mustang, they don't care if you kill yourself. That's probably where all the memes come from. Oh, okay. So you think it's a, you know, it's a 400 pounds of torque car. Yeah. And on the base model, they actually release with 235. Wow. Really? Yep. Damn. They kick you out the door with 235 tires, 400 pounds of torque, and say, you bought a base model. 
Go for it, bro. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it, it does better even with, like, the IRS and everything, but I think what just caused more people to, like, lose control of Mustangs was, like, the solid rear axle configurations and everything. So, yes and no. Like, but it started mostly with, like, those uh, 04 to, what is it? Or 99 to 04. Okay. Those new age Mustangs, right? Mm-hmm. Right. kind of where it really started from. Yeah. Now that platform and setup needs a panhard bar. Okay. Which is what exactly? So like a bar, a, it, some sort of rear? It's like a rear stabilizer. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So even for the CMC for, for NASA, which is basically an OEM spec um, Mustang? Spec racing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Camaro Mustang Challenge. Is what okay, okay, okay. They allow you the... the... They allow the panhard bar because <laughs> you need the fucking panhard bar. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. After that, in 05, they added the panhard bar and it became a much more drivable car. Okay. But you still have young kids and... Too much power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Oh, thank you for explaining it, Mustang owners. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I have a lot of love for the 350. Uh-huh. Um, of course, you hear it time and time again. There's like 20 YouTubers that have blown them up. Uh, the engine seemed to want to blow up. Mm-hmm. For this particular engine, Tony, you've advised me that I should really just get a GT and kind of put some pieces here and oh, there. Yeah. Kind of boost it so, up and make it my own. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, over a, a couple cars next to us, there was a GTS 550 platform. Okay. And it had like an Italian flag on it. It was like Italian stain. It was blue. It had like all these crazy designs. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Martian Manhunter stickers on it. Yeah, I saw I remember So that. he was a TT driver. Yeah. I believe he placed second or third behind the, uh, the Viper that right. was first. And he got into 140s with a stock motor. All he had was aero and suspension. Interesting. I mean, that's like what? What is he at? Four, 440 uh, horsepower? The wheels, he's probably at maybe 430. Okay. The wheels. Okay. Because I believe that was an 18. So that's like two seven, or four, 475 stock crank. Or 465. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So now the Mach 1 comes in at about 10 grand cheaper than GT350 did. Is your advice the same now that the engine is essentially the same engine? It's a little bit of an upgrade, right, to the to the same engine, Coyote engine, yeah. uh, that's being used in all other cars. Are you still thinking the same thing? For a track car, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. If you're looking for something you just want to buy stock, keep it around, cruise it around, track it every once in a while... Mach 1 will be your best bet for a factory kind of setup. Right. If you're going to track it, you're going to replace that suspension, aren't you? Right. Yeah, I think if I were to buy a car like that, I probably... I mean, I have a track car, so I'm not going to... Yeah. I I would track it, but I don't think I would make it a track car. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, maybe the Mach 1 would work, but I I guess from my perspective, as far as like if I'm going to track it and want to get fast out there, I'll go with a GT and basically just swap everything out and upgrade which is many that's your approach now right uh mine is pretty much just like the track pack and for right now what i am considering is going with a uh, white line suspension upgrades okay um after having to talk with one of our buddies who works at gtr performance and he was just giving me advice like if i want to do more stuff with it i would be upgrading like the springs especially and I'm kind of looking at other stuff, and what that will do is actually help me with like weight distribution, especially when lifting off. 
So what's in the track pack? Like what? In the track pack, I assume, is a trim that comes from Ford. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does that include? Sorry, I'm a total Mustang noob, even though I was born in Detroit. I mean, in comparison with like the base model, it, this one comes with like Brembo's 19-inch wheels, oh, which are stupid, nice. honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, that seems uncomfortable. It really is. <laughs> no, I mean, the only thing that's just uncomfortable is just finding tires. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Performance tires. 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, pre- I was preparing for Auto Club, and I was just having a horrible time trying to find good tires. There was tires here and there and stuff, but like my selection was very limited on what I actually wanted for its use and everything. I see. So at the end of the day, I was able to find a shop that got me a Goodyear Eagle F1 Supercar 3 tires. Okay. And for my next goal after that, once I get like the tires they're used for, is actually go towards 18s and then get more selection on tires. I see. Uh, other than that, we also get like Brembo brakes or Brembo brake pads and everything, uh, calipers, and I'm pretty sure I mean, uh, your struts, your springs, your uh, sway bars, slightly upgraded, uh, extra cooling. Okay, okay, it, oh, okay. Um, it's also a more aggressive gears in the rear end differential. The just a uh, it all around it does give you kind of a good little base to kind of build off of. Mm-hmm. How much extra is that? Or did you buy yours brand new or used? No, I bought it used. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. That's a pretty good deal then. I mean, Do it's you good. guys know what the MSRP is on a track pack? I'm going to say like around 50, no? Maybe no, 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 no. No, 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 just, just, on, the, just on the package. Just like, on the package? Yeah. I think it's somewhere around 7 or 8. If That's I not bad. You got upgraded calipers in the front and the rear or just the front? I think, I think it's just the front. Just the okay. front. That would make sense if it's eight grand. That's still a little. It's still pretty cheap, you know, considering all the other stuff. Yeah. Good yeah. value. Definitely, yeah. definitely good value. Good value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does. You kind of speak to how unprepared a base model oh, Mustang would be I for the that. track. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know? in comparison to tires, like for me, it's staggered because it's nineteen by nines in the front, nineteen by nine, uh, nine and a halfs in the rear. So. It's 255s in the fronts and 275s in the rear. Damn. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Compared to the same motor, you know, same motor, same engine tune, and they're putting you out on 235. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's transition into Auto Club, which we recently, I don't forget when, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, all went to. Um, I did the full weekend. So I overlapped between Randy and you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we did hear earlier about the this you know, story on Manny's side. And we'll start there, right? There was some drama with COVID. Auto Club, I've always said, is the diva track. Mm-hmm. Um, and just <laughs> as we expected, they put in a bunch of rules that ruined HPD1. Yes. Which mm-hmm. meant that really anyone who signed up for HPD1 was in jeopardy of not being able to go. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'll let you carry it because I don't know what happened. Like, so they sent so they sent us a survey, right? For HPD one, they. I mean, I got the first email just uh, announcing that they're no longer going to be taking HPD one for that day specifically, and that they'll give you like three choices. Yes. And I responded to that email to the one of the choices to get a refund, but never got a response. And then that's when I got the survey form. Okay, and did you fill out the survey, Manny? Like, I filled out the survey saying never, no experience. No, exp- I mean, I just got a, no just, track experience. Yeah, no official. Track I just went straight for the refund because that's what my first email response was. Okay, still never got a response after that. So I emailed them the weekend after 
the track day. Uh-huh. And they finally responded. They gave me my full refund. Uh, Damn, it took until after the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Because that was, I mean, we had the insider knowledge. We won't call out who gave us the information. Yes. But he told us that there was a risk of HPD-1. And I know he spoke to you as well yeah. about HPD-1 not coming through. And at that point, that's when I, it was kind of sketchy for us that it came down to almost the final week. Yeah. Before anyone got emails about the cancellation. Mm-hmm. Hard to refund money, man. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. It really, especially in those quantities, because there was probably a lot of people that couldn't make it. There was only about three people in our session, right? Or how many were that were HPD one? Uh, like, like myself. Yeah. Probably maybe five ish, including me. Also, it was a good. It was still a, a good amount. Fair people who raised their hands for and were Sunday. Uh huh. Two or three, maybe? Yeah, there was less on Sunday. And usually the HPD-1 group, I mean, it's like 10 people. It was kind of nice on Sunday because it seemed like oh, there was no traffic. I loved it. Yeah. I You're did. Welcome. I did and did it. You're welcome to each of you. Yeah. <laughs> no way, dude. There's no way. There's, uh, there's no way you could have been worse than the fucking Mini Cooper. And everybody has experience here with that fucking Mini Cooper. Even you, Randy. Yeah, I did. I did. In your lap that, oh, I haven't posted. I'll post it this weekend. Uh-huh. Like, I'm seeing you fly down the uh, the, the bank, uh-huh. the banking. Uh-huh. And there I see that stupid little Mini Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I flew by. And he's going like 60 miles an hour, bro. And you're just flying past him. Same thing with Tony. Tony, luckily, you were able to get past him in the back straight, heading into 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't. I couldn't make it. And that was my sub two minute lap. I was tracking sub two minutes. Oh. And I sent Randy. I I didn't. I was. I'm still uncomfortable about posting the video because I sent Randy the clip of me getting caught behind the guy i'm really hoping that there's some way i can get past him but i can't i can't i'm not allowed to pass here and i just let out a fuck (laughs) 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 you can hear it so loud and clear in the video footage and it was i I was enraged man i was so pissed off and you know what i think that lap was my pb the first time I, i broke the pb the, the yeah you went because the goal was to go sub two for you. My goal was to go sub two. Yeah, same for me. You were the only one that accomplished it that day. Yeah, for yeah yeah on the first session, which you know got me just on a on a cloud. For yeah, the rest of the day, everything man. from then on is like <laughs> cherries. You know, you're like, oh hell yeah, I'm good. I, I love breaking PBs in the first session, but what I want to know more is from Randy's and Manny's perspective because there are different perspectives now mm-hmm. that we know there was a different situation um, you know let's start with Randy kind of your experience throughout the day right like what were we've talked about in past episodes about the things that you liked and what you're excited about and then you're gonna convert the s2000 but I think the pieces that we haven't discussed is what opportunities did you take away from it like, have you been introspective about your driving? And then also, what was something that you were frustrated about? I don't think I was frustrated at all about anything. Yeah. I think, like, introspection-wise, uh, if anything, I think about racing a lot more now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure you guys know that what I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah. thinking more about function part. Well, I always thought about function parts over form, yeah. right? But it's like, now I'm thinking about lines, 
I'm thinking about like watching people's videos, looking for the per, uh, PB videos for other people, even oh, if it's yeah. not my car. Yeah. Just at the tracks that I want to go to and same see. Same car, same power. Level exactly, exactly. Just to see, like, hey, where was I really at amongst you know all the other people? Um, that type of thing, I guess, really for me. So I I enjoyed it, like I had said. Yeah. Um, it's got me. Th- yeah, I got the itch, got the bug. Um, it's just all about moving forward with it, really figuring out how I want to set up my car to kind of balance what I want out of the car, which is a bit of a more street and less track, but still somewhat track focused. Have you looked at your footage already and like, like seen like, oh, I could have done that better? No, not really. No, I haven't really. really analyzed that because I knew that being on the track the first time, I didn't know my car. I didn't know when, I, how late I could brake. I didn't know I wasn't shifting right. I missed shifts every now and then, so I, I'd embarrass yeah. myself. I saw you on the video. Just like, crack, crack, crack. Oh, you know, like, oh shit, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Was, there's no big punk, you're good. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But just like so, there's a lot of thinking involved that I was getting better at as the day progressed. Yeah. Right. But that, yeah, the first few session, the first session, I'm sure was. I don't probably don't want to watch it. I, th- I think you should. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think. I mean, that's how I, I don't know. We learn in different ways. That's mm-hmm. how I learned. Mm-hmm. Looking mm-hmm. at myself, and I'm like, okay, I can't do that anymore. Can't do this. Oh shit, I did that right. Yeah, yeah. But the ultimate tease, and I think the man is brave for doing this. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I could do it. I think it might drive me crazy to go to the track and not be able to drive and just take in the sights and sounds. <laughs> Manny, I have so much respect for you for being able to do that <laughs> and support your homie Tony that day. I mean, it's not the first time I've done it, actually. Oh, okay. So you're kind of used to it. Kind of. Uh, I'd be so antsy, bro. Like, oh, like shit. Like, I'm asking people, like, can I borrow your car? <laughs> I, I've gone to, like, uh, Adam's track with Tony and everything. I mean, I did a few ride-alongs there. Yeah. And then at Grange, I was just there chilling because I had the truck and just helping him uh, carry, like, jacks and wheels and everything. So I was, like, his, like... Mechanic, yeah, you know his mechanic or there you go. crew. Manny, Manny Loki has been my track day support guy. For, <laughs> for how long, Manny? Well, COVID killed yeah. everything, right? Manny's so. still waiting for his paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how was your experience, Manny? Uh, first, uh, over, uh, first off impression, traumatizing. Okay. Because I'm a Mustang owner, and I saw the Mustang when we drove in. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, why? What, what Mustang or what? It's happened? a Mustang that rear-ended uh, some other guy, so the front of it was just smashed. Or was Ooh. it the? Or was it the other way around? No, it was the front. It was the front. I believe the car had a full livery on it and everything, and I guess yeah. he smashed into somebody going into nine. Yeah. And that was a Saturday, actually. That's the tip of the penis, right? Nine. <laughs> Turn nine. Sorry. For That's those of you who don't it. know, look up Auto Club Roval and yeah, you'll know exactly what Randy's talking yeah. about. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you so rear ended somebody on that turn? Apparently, from, you know, we kind of gathered the information from our download meeting. Because there was oh, an okay. extra on the download meeting. Uh-huh. Like, hey, somebody fucking crashed. We got to make sure we drill this into people's heads. Yeah. Know? And. From, at least from what me and John gathered, because we kind of like, afterward, like, so what the fuck happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. It, it seemed like the guy claimed to have a competition license, like a comp license from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And NASA said, cool story, bro, you're going to three. Yeah. And then he smashed into somebody at nine and apparently didn't even break. 
Really? I don't know if it was distraction. You you didn't see the Mustang, huh? No, because you're saying it was Sunday, right? No, Saturday. This happened Saturday. Saturday. I saw it on Saturday. It was just parked and left there overnight. On, oh, on really? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you go into grid, when you uh-huh. go around, there's uh-huh. big empty uh-huh. space. Yes. That's where it was parked. Oh, So we were okay. looking for John to park. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, we're over here by the garage. And I went around, and when I went around, that's the first thing we see. And Manny's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's always a Mustang. <laughs> Ah, uh, so I get the, how that's a little bit traumatizing. Do you think, are you being honest? No, or? I was just making jokes. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, overall, my, uh, the whole experience was just like really overwhelming, but in a good way. Okay. Um, I mean, I got to see all, like, all, these, all these types of people, all these types of cars. I actually got to be with Tony with some of the download meetings, how they set up and everything. So it was overall just a really good experience, just seeing how everything works, even though I couldn't participate. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, from there on, I'm just like nervous now for when it actually happens, but like the good kind nervous. Right. Mm-hmm. Anxious. Anxious. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of worried because, you know, a NASA event is a lot different from the, from Grange and Adams, you know. From any other type of event, even anywhere. Yeah. So whenever I take Manny with me to those events, it's usually other homies there or Adams, I just took him for the ride along with me. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's. This time it's kind of like Manny was there a little bit solo. Oh, Just you're right. Work. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Out, we do our, our our session. We go to the download. We come back, chill for a minuscule amount of time. All right, peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I mean. That's why I'm like, man, I, w- I would have been itching to get out there. I might have just left. Like, fuck Tony. <laughs> 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 but you're right like like nasa events and you know as as you know your track life progresses and stuff you'll notice that nasa events it's like going to work at a place where everybody wears a suit and any other event is like going in your casual like basketball shorts mm-hmm. like that's how it is when i've done with like togi to track or even like grid life recently at big willow where it's very laid back very casual whereas with nasa i mean you and i got grilled yeah mad dogs that got the same guy that was leading the hpd sessions we were at on sunday uh called randy and i out because we were like five minutes late to the download yeah and it's that's how it is it's very very strict very you got to be on point better not shake this up oh yeah i mean i mean it's a big organization they got people actually competing they're not just there for hpd like us like hey yeah yeah Yeah, so we're like to keep yeah. the schedule going, you know. That's true. We're like in the way to them. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure they don't appreciate us putting it in that way, but that's kind of is that way. Like we are Although sort of. Although our entry money pays for them to be at that track. That's yeah, that's true. true. That's yeah. also true. We pay our taxes, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But anyway, let's move into our first roundtable session on 91 octane. Um, I want to know favorite and least favorite thing about your cars. Um, let's say one thing. And Tony, you can kick us off. Um, I'd say pick one car and tell us what your favorite thing is and what your least favorite thing is and why. Ooh. Okay, so my, I'm going to choose a Type R for this one. Yeah, I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite thing is driving confidence okay so 
Minus me being a, my own version of a little bitch on the bank. Yeah. <laughs> I have never really felt sketched out in that car. Every, okay. Everything I do in that car, it inspires so much confidence where it just kind of laughs at me and goes, that's all, that's all you're going to do? <laughs> yeah, I got way more, bro. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to contradict cool. on you because you were complaining that day. It's like, I heard something, I heard a knock, you were oh, being all skeptical. Just, that's just <laughs> new car paranoia. <laughs> Self-induced fear. Yeah, yeah, so used to driving old cars. I hear any little squeak. I'm like, all right, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So driver confidence on that car, 100% is my favorite thing about it. Okay. My not favorite thing about it, and it doubles up to my Fox body too, to be honest. Okay. Is the stigma. <laughs> oh, the stigma. So if you look at JDM scene and even the American muscle scene, right? I have the most ragged on versions of both of them. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that about the type I, R. Yeah, well, like, what does the type well, R get ragged on? Because it's a Civic. Oh, okay, it's not a Civic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is though, he'll actually like talk shit on other people. He's like, hey, bro, I'll gap you my Civic. Oh, like he'll do it on purpose. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You gotta, you gotta make it your own, you know. Like, right. yeah, yeah, no, but he'll, 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 he'll intentionally say Civic, not Type R. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. it sort of widens the gap. That you're, that you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the car has a stigma. It's good and bad stigma. So okay. Like you said, yes, it's not a Civic. It's a Type R, right? Right. So from one side of it, I do get oh fucking Civics with their rice ass look, and this one does have a rice ass look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And on the other side of it, there's a stigma of oh, it's a Type R. You should be a lot faster. Yeah. Okay. See, you know I can I, mean? sh- I can share that with you, and, and I've mentioned this to Randy because when I was in the Rio, there was no expectations for me to perform in any way when oh, I went yeah. to the track. There was no benchmark, and it's a shitty Rio. Yeah, like no, no one's Only looking at me you like can do is surprise. exactly. Whereas uh, now I'm in the E36, that platform has been tracked to death. Oh yeah. It so I'm looking. The yeah, anytime I hit a PB, I can find another lap on YouTube that's miles better than mine. So the expectations of of performing better, you you now know what the car can achieve. So anything short. Of those times you can suck. be explained by <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can be explained by and me that, sucking. That's where I mean the stigma kind of works both ways from the right. good stigma and the bad stigma. It's like fuck. Yeah, no, that makes body, sense. The good stigma is that mo- most people expect it to be a drag racing, eight hundred horsepower fucking thing, and I'm like a budget build, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> budget build slow ass thing, yeah, or yeah. you know the Mustang memes, or you know just the general right. Roach side of the of the Mustang world. <laughs> yeah, man, Mustang. It, it's been nothing but. I'm surprised. Like the Mustang is still very, very much beloved. But on top of that is there's this layer of memes <laughs> that is just hating and hating on the Mustang. But it's only amongst the car guys though. Right? If, they hate, if they don't hate you, you're not doing something right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's I mean, right. I, I mean, considering what you just said about the base model Mustang, I feel like Ford is doing it on purpose. <laughs> you know, this this publicity, although bad, is you know it's still good. Yeah, it's still keeping yeah, yeah. them in the ether. It's on right? the radar of everybody. Yeah, but let's move on to Manny. Manny, pick a car in your stable. And tell us the favorite and least favorite thing. I'm gonna have to choose the my 1968 El Camino. Oof, nice. It's a classic car, and I love it. I've always enjoyed it. And what one of the reasons why I love it is because it's a classic car. I've always been like involved with like 
looking at classic cars, especially from my grandpa, um, he could probably say he's driven almost every car you can, you can think of, like in the classic car side, to trucks, sedans, and all that stuff. And I've always been involved in that environment, especially as a Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, that you just see Latinos always involved in that type of community with classic cars, especially with lowriders. Yeah. But I'm not too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too Latino. for like. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not too for like the the lowrider scene, honestly. I've had a lot of people always tell me, say, when are you gonna when are you gonna start jumping the El Camino? I was like, I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> like, make it balance, make it balance. Like, no. So you're keeping it pure then, the El Camino. I want to. I, I don't ever want to do the whole hydraulic system on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's just stupid, and especially for an El Camino. It may look good on like a, like uh, like the G-body styles and everything that you, we always see, especially like, and then like the Impalas and other stuff, but I just can't see it in an El Camino. Okay, okay. And, I mean, it already has like this hot rod look, so I just like it even better looking like that. Mm-hmm. The one thing, the and the, so another reason why I choose the El Camino and for a reason why I don't like it is like it's a classic car. Shit's expensive. Oh yeah. Is it? Yes. Because it's not as common of a classic car. No, because because like a... of how high value classic cars are, they just they know that people are gonna pay money for this shit. Oh. Aftermarket okay. gets expensive. Yeah, aftermarket I gets expensive see. because they know people have money because these cars are worth money regardless of how old they are. Because it's worth what, like fifteen-ish grand, maybe? Is that a, that's a, a ballpark guess for me? I'm gonna say it's maybe worth around seventeen. Okay, okay. Um, I actually bought it for eight. Nice friend discount from uh, one of my friends. Okay, okay. He likes to like uh, build and like repair and just like fix up uh, old classic cars and stuff, mm-hmm. and then resell them. So, but top end on the El Camino is what forties? Like it could cherry, be- not low miles, but just. Um, amazing I mean, resto. Yeah, you're just pretty dope. I'm surprised that you that it came in at 17. Um, that's my value. Uh, the insurance put it at 20, but I don't oh, know. okay. They uh, put okay. they put the value at 20,000 when uh-huh. I signed up for insurance with it. I actually have had one person offer me 25,000 for it, and that was like within a few weeks after I bought it. I was like, nah. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's like I want to enjoy it actually mm-hmm. first before I even think about mm-hmm. selling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean. Parts are rel- relatively expensive, especially when you want to do like restoration on it. Um, but overall, I'm still enjoying it regardless. Hmm. I have some plans on it. I already have an EFI kit for it, which cost me like around twelve hundred. And I really want to redo the all the wiring on it. Very nice. So I'm just looking up for like people that can give me recommendations of people that know how to do wiring and stuff. So I can put, install like a brand new painless wire harness onto it. That's all. That's hard. I've been doing sort of the same thing with the wiring, yeah. looking for someone. I feel like what I've discovered is that so many people hate doing it, <laughs> right? That it there's, there's always that one person who who has kind of figured out the formula. Yeah. But he's backed up for like miles <laughs> because everybody's like going to him for work. Yeah. You know? that, that, I think that's what's happening with me currently. Uh, I talked to my buddy who sold me the El Camino because he knows like more about the community, especially. And I hit him. I talked to him the other day and everything. And he told me, "Look up this person on IG. He specializes on wiring electrical electrical work for strictly just like classic cars and everything." Yeah. So I checked out his IG page and everything. He's like, and he calls himself uh, I forgot what his IG. I was like the Impala Doctor. 
Oh, you know he's legit, man. You know he's legit. He yeah, that dude. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not a veterinarian. He's not a veterinarian. I'll tell you that. No, yeah. I was definitely hoping to get a response out of him, but he just saw the message, and I'm guessing it's just like what you said. He's probably backed up so much, and like people just like after him trying to get work done. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe he's really that busy and everything. So I'm just like looking around. I did hit up another other like classic car owners and see if they know anybody they can recommend it especially yeah man it's it's that wiring sucks i need to do that too eventually for the m3 yeah eventually i'm gonna have to strip it out if i don't want to see spaghetti everywhere you know <laughs> oh dude mine mine is pretty bad i mean from like i have a few buddies that know like wiring work and everything but not to the full i don't think to the full extent of actually installing a brand new everything but when he looked in the engine bay he was like Dude, it looks like someone just drank a 36-pack and just started doing wiring. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, there's man. Legit, there's like, that bad? There's legit like three or four relays on each side just for the headlights alone. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Open wires, out, like exposed wires here, so much grounded wires there, wires where they shouldn't be, old wires that are just rust, uh, rotted out like through the heat and everything. When you get a Carfax, does it show like all of the number of owners that a car, a classic car has? I never bothered with that, especially oh, okay. with the El Camino. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't know how much value a Carfax has on a car. Right, like exactly, because yeah. it's already that's such a different era yeah. compared to what we buy. Even yeah. '90s, you still get a pretty somewhat decent Carfax of a little bit yeah. ownership, right? History. So, have you considered taking the harness off completely and just wiring the, from yeah what you need? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Wiring I feel it's like, not my area, so I wouldn't know what to do. Right, that's kind of to... it's the same answer I would give. Because I have the same thing. I'm like, man, should I just take out the chassis harness, and I really just need lights, and then I'm good. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, the E36 probably has a kit, right? Like a wiring harness kit. Nah, I mean you can go get you can like get them made. Uh-huh. You can ask for like somebody to custom make one for you. You can say, I want this, this, and like this accessory. Oh, but there's not a map production. Nah, nah. So you can imagine how expensive that is. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah that's a lot. Yeah. The, the Mustang is actually fully rewired. My box body. Oh, really? You did it yourself? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe we can get into it another time, but that's actually the Mustang I sold two and a half years ago and bought back. Oh, right, right, right. So the blue one. Yeah, it's my baby. I got it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I sold it to a friend that had the same goals that I had for the build. Right. So he actually did the wiring harness, which I was avoiding because I hate electrical. Right, right. But because it's an older Mustang and that aftermarket for that is arguably one of the biggest aftermarkets available, we had a straight kit. So he just uh, had a straight damn, kit you buy right out yeah. of the box and gives you diagram that shows you where to put it, where to install it, where to tuck it. It's all pre-cut. Wow, nice. And you just start plugging stuff in. <laughs> damn, man. See, that's, yeah. that's what it meant. Or maybe, I don't know, sometimes I think like, okay, there is a need for electrical, you know? Maybe I should become an expert in that and kind of make a side gig out of it, but it just looks like too much of a headache. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Randy, so, your turn. 
I'll go with the prelude. Actually, yeah. oh, your least favorite is the prelude. <laughs> yeah, because it gets the hate. You know, it's yeah. the honeymoon period. That yeah, yeah, so yeah. Right, right, right. I, I, it'd be hard for me to find something I don't like about the S thousand. So that's why I was like, uh... oh, so you took the easy route, as you're saying. Well, I, you want me to take the hard route? Go S two thousand. I mean, it, are, is there so so? There's nothing you dislike about the S two thousand. So far, that mm. so much so that you have to go with bottom bitch prelude over there. <laughs> the general platform or my my specific car. Your specific car. I mean, you can pick general platform stuff, but I mean, that's kind of what I did with the negative with the general platform. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It doesn't have I'm, a stigma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to not like about it. I I mean, I I'm not going to force you to not no, like something. No, exactly, exactly. I, I, I was curious to see if there was something. I was thinking about it since you threw the topic out. And right. That we've already been through two folks, and I still couldn't really think of anything. Wow. That, so he's still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've exactly. only driven it for like 4,000 miles. Wait so. the first thing breaks, and he has to do repairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <damn> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just pay to get it done now. Yeah. Oh, I'm too damn. lazy. Oh, no, sorry. I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy. That's what I mean. Not <laughs> yeah. because I got the money, but yeah. I'm too lazy. And that Stimmy will do things to people. It man. does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having the kids, Stimmy, adds. Is that why you called me a peasant? What it was? So, yeah, with the prelude, um, I just... I, I hate that it doesn't get the love in the Honda community, I think. It, it's, like, very under-respected, I think. I think it is, too. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, Diamond in the rough, yeah, I would say because it has a double wishbone suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, to John's point, uh, it, they had four wheel steering in one of the generations, so you get some pretty pretty good uh, handling out of the car. Yeah, right. You got the H series engine, which is it's a heavy car, six hundred pounds more than an Integra, but um, they have like torque steer tech. Yeah, they have right? some like ATTS, which yeah, is like yeah. active torque steer to get like an all wheel drive feel. So it had a lot of stuff. Honda threw a lot of shit at it. Um, it just never. It doesn't have the love that a fucking EG or a you know base EK. They, has. they never made a Type R. I think that's probably yeah. what hurt it. They had a Type S. You know that. in Japan. So it's a 220 horsepower uh, yeah. engine. But go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that, and I think the general note for the Honda enthusiast is lightweight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that is a heavier the biggest car. thing about the Prelude. It was the right. heavy. It was the big girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. It didn't fit. I've had my share of those, so. Hey, <laughs> man. Let's just call spade a spade. Oh, man. The but, adventurous Randy. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I've been around. Oh, I uh, guess, yeah, you did live in the Midwest. <laughs> I did. There's a saying we call Michigan Thick. And I don't mean cars. <laughs> so, oh, man. So that's what I don't like about the Prelude. Right. Obviously, what I love about the Prelude is is the handling. Okay. Absolutely. I threw the Coney Yellows on with some Tane Springs. It, it does a great job. I mean, it isn't fast compared to the feel of this S2000. But nonetheless, um, it handles really great for what it is. And it's a great daily beater car, kind of like the Crown Vic that you were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. It's just, because of it being underloved, it's actually cheap for parts for a lot of shit. It's, so that's the nice thing. I, that's what I like about it. Yeah, no, that's always nice, especially because it's an older car now, so right, right, you right. get the benefits of having a reliable Honda motor. But even when it goes out, it's like, all right, 
yeah. easy fixing. <laughs> and I can run to the junkyard and there will be like one or two samples out there that nobody's really stripped down to bare bones like the Integra. Yeah, yeah. Any so kind that's, of Civic or EG. Or exactly. Even a base EG, you, you, it's gone. Home. Yeah, bare yeah, home. yeah. It's yeah, frame once you get to it after a day at the junkyard, right? So. Oh, yeah. I think even a... I think you'd rarely even find a VTEC solenoid out there now. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You'd be lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I meant from Race FF Pod, like anything, something breaks, is like, oh, gotta go to the junkyard. And I'm like, how do you still find stuff? They <laughs> <laughs> like, also live, like, in a more affluent city. So maybe the junkyards over there aren't as picked apart as they are out here. Um, That's probably maybe. true. That's you a good know? theory. Yeah, That's yeah, a good yeah. theory, yeah. Yeah, hoity toity, hi, man, living in <laughs> fancy SLA. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hyman. So but what I, about you, John? Um, for me, it's what I love most about the car is which, sort car? Of, which car? The E36 M3. Oh, so he's going hard route. I'm okay. going hard route. Right? Right. So the thing that I love most about the car, I think, is definitely how iconic it's become mm. um, as a track car, as a street car, um, and that is sort of a two-parter. In that, because of that, parts are easy to find. Right, there are five different companies that make this one single part. So at any given point, I have choices, right? Um, and then also the attention of of the car, right? It's nice to have a build that you know other people can appreciate after you're done with it, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, there's there's the obvious stuff that it drives super well or whatever, and I love that stuff. But honestly, my favorite part is that. My least favorite part, which I was gonna say is the same thing that you said, is kind of the expectations that that car comes with um but because that's you've already covered that piece and we've already talked about it i'm gonna go with a very specific problem that i've had since the build started is for some reason i can't seem to torque my bolts correctly <laughs> um i don't like i've specifically not put um uh, uh Loctite on them because dry torque specs is what I'm provided with. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the dry torque specs. So far, I've had diff bolts come loose. I had a control arm uh, nut completely fall off at Auto Club, and I'm pretty sure that my last session at Auto Club, I did it without that uh, that nut. Ooh. And the only reason the bolt didn't come out is because the diff won't let it come out. So it'll hit the oh, diff and then it. bounce back in. German engineering. German engineering, boy. <laughs> German that was engineering. Yeah, was if you remember, I, I didn't do my last session because yep. I said I was having some clunking. Yeah. And I thought it was my diff, but it turned out to be a control arm. Oh, man. And uh, this last time I went out to Willow Springs, the, the other diff bolt that hadn't given me problems yet was loose. So yesterday I did my, finally did my inspection and it was loose again. It wasn't off. But it was loose. So now I'm putting Loctite on everything. As things get loose, I put Loctite on it. But I'm like, I know I'm torquing these things to spec. I I even went as far as to take my torque uh, wrench to get recalibrated. Because <laughs> I was... Pittsburgh torque wrench? The, oh, the, it's not Pittsburgh, No, not the it? Pittsburgh. It's, oh, a, okay. it's, still a, uh, it's still a Harbor Freight one, but it's uh, the... It's the high-end Harbor the high, Freight. I forget, I forget yeah, yeah, yeah. what the name of it is. Okay. But anyway... And it was calibrated. It was oh, it was fine. It was to spec. It was to spec. So it's just for some reason these bolts don't want to stay in, and it's driving me nuts because I'm super paranoid when I'm on the track. It doesn't let me relax. I'm like, okay, is this jittery thing? I went out to uh, uh, Willow Springs, 
And that track is bumpy as hell, as you know. Yeah. And the first lap out, I'm like shaking and bumping. I brought the car back in and put it on jack stands. Because I'm so in my head about things coming loose and things. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So that's the thing I'm fighting with right now. Hopefully it'll settle down because I know plenty of people who don't inspect their cars after track days and don't have any problems. I just raised my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. hopefully hopefully we can get there eventually. I mean, you could always do like the Hispanic Latino way. Just get the impact gun and just go for it. I Yeah. Like, is that a thing uh, for real? Like, well, like just, uh, you know how much of it is a thing? What? That that's how I've been torquing them since. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, like okay. Whenever I can there reach an impact, I'm just giving it a little juice. You know, like, fuck <laughs> this. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, like Tony's been to my house. We have a huge-ass air compressor because we have our own machi- uh, mechanic shop there. Okay. They were uh, a tractor, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> and gotcha. so we're just there with the impact. And, oh, okay. Like, on everything on that just needs to be, like, tightened really bad. Damn. I mean, there are things where it's like torque specs are very important, right? Yeah. Anything yeah, engine yeah. related, your spark plug, stuff like that. Some kind of suspension stuff where you're just tightening steel on steel. It's like, okay, you can you can give it a go mm-hmm. and just make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we even have like that impact gun that looks like a mini gun, basically. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Those well, big I ass mean, ones. Tractors, okay. tractors need some serious work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get wow. that. Those, those are actually pretty dangerous because if, if you're not too careful, you're going to be spinning with it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, oh, man. so like my size, I'd probably be spinning with it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad yeah. you said it. <laughs> it's, it's not much like how how small you are. It's, it's how, you handle like it. how you're going to handle it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you got to Rambo that bitch. Well, going yeah. back to that big girl thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Randy has plenty of experience. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but anyway, let's move into the draw report. And in case you guys aren't familiar with the draw report, I will go ahead and explain it. It's like fuck, Mary kill for car guys. Um, we do demolition derby, rent or own. And we'll give you a choice of three cars. And you got to break down which one you would take to the demo derby which one you would rent and which you would outright own. And I've got three for each of you. Damn. We'll start with Tony. So, Tony, your draw report falls on the Type R, the Fox Body, and the Crown Victoria. If you had to demo Derby one, uh, rent one and not be able to keep it and then own one outright, how would you categorize them? I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you really gave me an easy one. Oh, really? Really? Oh, yeah. He's already thought about it. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, hands down, I would demo the Crown Vic. Okay, that makes sense. I was expecting that one. Yeah, I was expecting that. Yeah, pile it into everybody. Yeah, I even take the W on this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I will rent the Type R Mm. and own the Fox. Really? So, you're Mustang guy, true and true. True and true Mustang. Fox has always been like my dream car since I was a kid. Gotcha. So, you know, I'm not building the the Fox body for road racing because it's a superior platform to anything. If anything, it's a subpar platform for this type of racing. <laughs> yeah. It's strictly passion that I'm building that car for road racing. Uh, so I would absolutely keep it and rent the Type R. Our JDM fanboy fans just clicked off. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I have no intention of holding on to the Type R forever. Part of the appeal 
is that it's a type R, it's going to hold its value. Right. And Genius I'm going to be move. able to have a ton of fun with the car with right. minimal depreciation when I go trade it in for something better. Right. Damn, I didn't know you were so flavor. detached from it. And you know how I know he... And I should have known when I was putting this together. So I, in my quest to create content for the podcast, um, at the end of our track day at Auto Club, I just very casually said, oh, next time we're out here, I should drive the Type R and you should drive the E36. Thinking 100% he'd be like, shut the fuck up, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually was like, yeah, we should try it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And well, that kind of that kind of ties into what uh, you're sort of talking about right now. That you know you're not you're not I do the remember. fox body is what you love. I do remember when you asked that question because we were going to get tacos at Carlos Jr. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah that's I true want too. Food from everywhere, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> oh man, but okay, okay. I'm a little surprised by that. I was expecting the Crown Vic answer, but if you're in a demo derby with Manny, you might lose. Manny, your breakdown here is the uh, El Camino, mm -hmm. the Mustang, and your motherfucking tractor. We're throwing the tractor in there. That's a motherfucker's livelihood. Is John Deere or what? <laughs> Yeah, one is a John Deere and the oh, other there's one is a Ford. Oh shit, there's nice. two. <laughs> yeah, we have two. Very nice. The, the Ford trans uh, the transmission on the Ford tractor broke down, so we made an emergency uh, purchase at a uh, construction construction equipment auction. So we went there, uh, surveyed the the different tractors they had there, the, specifically like the ones we wanted. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to auction time, we just went for it. Mm. And so. If we're gonna be going down this route, of course, demo the tractor. Fuck it. <laughs> Tony lost the crown. Big. <laughs> I mean, if you would have said the Toyota pickup, I would still say demo the Toyota pickup, and I would still lose. But it would still outlast most of the cars. Yeah, That's probably, probably for sure. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, I remember like I forgot it was Grand Tour or Top Gear where like they threw one off a cliff and it still ran. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. And you remember, remember that story I told about uh, getting pulled on a skateboard with a truck? Mm, vaguely, yes. Yeah, that was in a Toyota pickup, oh, and that okay, and that okay. car took so much shit. Mm. So yeah, those things are like cockroaches. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> And then uh, for rent, I would actually do the El Camino, just because Ooh. I mean, just because it's not fully restored. Yeah. Okay. So it still doesn't have that value to me, where like it's like super like 100% re restored and everything, and just own the Mustang because it's a newer car, more reliable as in comparison to my El Camino, where like in its current state, like there could be a moment where like it doesn't want to turn on or anything mm -hmm. or something could happen. Like a, again, old car, there's been many hands can be involved in it. So who knows what's going on? Damn. That's another one that surprised me. Actually, really? Yeah. Thought he'd, uh... I thought he'd stick with the El Camino. Mm. It's very telling. You know, I actually thought so, thought so too. Right? <laughs> 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 you don't know Manny, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's, what's funny is that before I bought the El Camino, I was actually trying to buy the Toyota pickup. So when the El uh, opportunity came out for the El Camino, I was like, fuck the Toyota pickup. I'm going for this. Mm. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. dude. I yeah, would too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, El Camino's on my list for sure. Is it? Yeah. I had a cousin who was building one. I uh, never it. finished it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we all, you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. 
Ah, damn. But yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have one. Anyway, let's move into our next topic. And this is kind of inspired by both some adventuring I was doing and then also the Mustang boys here. Uh, Questions from Karen. So these aren't actually questions that Karen have asked, at least as far as I know. Mm -hmm. But it is a question that came to mind. So... I was practicing some burnouts recently, <laughs> and in which in the, in the, in the E92 okay. and the E92 M3, um, and in I, I kind of got into making some clouds of smoke, and I was kind of breathing stuff in, <laughs> and then I thought, okay, this is where this a Karen could ask me, don't burnouts cause health issues? I don't think a Karen would ask you. I think they would just like they call the cops on you. Stop doing that! Me health issues. All right. <laughs> Right, and so this kind of it, it kind of just inspired this this kind of health question as it relates to having fun in cars. Right, I completely disregard safety. Right, whenever we're doing anything crazy like that, have you guys ever really done your burnouts, done donuts? And if you think back to those situations, was safety on your mind at all? No. <laughs> um, breaking something was on my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's usually it's like you if mean the, the car of breaking yeah. it. No, oh, like, worrying about breaking. I want to do this burnout or this donut or slide this corner or do something, but I hope my wheel doesn't fall off. I hope my tire <laughs> doesn't pop. I I hope something doesn't snap when I do this. <laughs> and that was the thing. We worry about our cars <laughs> a lot more than we're gonna worry about ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And you have burnout experience. Uh, yes, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was trying to get into kind of longer and longer burnouts. Uh, turns out I can keep a burnout going through second gear. I found that out recently. Uh, but Manny, you being in a Mustang, we know how most of those end. <laughs> how much experience do you have in burnouts, and have you considered your health or safety? Zero experience. Zero experience. I have never actually done a burnout. You gotta pop this cherry. Ah, man. See, this is what I was thinking. <laughs> no, you, and but, if I were to do a burnout, I'd probably do it in the El Camino more because uh, it's got a 411 gear, uh, gear ratio for the diff. So it's just perfect for like doing burnouts because like, the previous owner was trying to build it for like quarter mile drag racing. Um, Manny, there's so, like a hundred foot burnout at a back road by my house done by the Crown Vic. Going back to like what we were saying, safety is also a concern on my end. I would feel more comfortable doing it in a very open ground area, no, mm-hmm. like no posts or anything where like I'll just spin on, just crash into a post or something. Yeah, because Mustang. Well, I mean, <laughs> your car also has the. Safety burnout. Oh, the line lock? Yeah. It's got a built-in burnout feature? Safety burnout? Yeah. It's it's a safety burnout. Literally, it'll lock your front uh, brakes and just let you rip for like a good 15 seconds. The El Camino? No, the Mustang. No, no, the Mustang. What? That's a factory option. Kind of like the drift mode, right? In the Focus RS. They built it in. Well, the drift, I mean, sort of. They built it in for burnouts. Yeah. They say, we know what you're going to do. We're going to lock your front tires so you stop it. I knew about that one. (laughs) I didn't know that. Fucking Ford. Good for you, Ford. Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's it's really just like a feature where you just like go through the buttons on your steering wheel Mm -hmm. to the dash. Go to like settings and stuff, track assistant and everything, and it just like has their line lock. You just activate it, yeah. and then you just punch the gas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We wow. had a, we actually have a buddy that did that, and he loves to do it because he tries to drift his Mustang a lot. 
And he did it so much at one point where his rotors were actually on fire. Jeez. You just see them like trying so to like throw water he at He was the... doing actual burnout. I know. He wasn't using the, the line lock. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why his rotors got hot. Oh, my God. They didn't get hot. They actually caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's too much wear for me. Yeah. That's why like I work on kind of being able to control it leaving mm. as opposed to doing a standing. Although standing burnouts are fun as fuck. But it's just I can't spare the rotor money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Now, for donuts, I've only done once. And that was unintentional. <laughs> In a Mustang? Man, no. That's called spinning out. <laughs> He's got a point. I was actually spinning out at that point. No, this is when I still had my uh, 2013 Ram 1500. Oh, and I was going through a loop to get on to from one freeway to another freeway. It was raining, so I was going like extra careful on the loop. Once I got to the top part where it just became straight, I just started to press the, the gas a little bit just to like start accelerating a little bit. And next, you know, whoop, whole car just spins around. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's hydroplaning spinning yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Am I Hoonigan? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, man! I think we, I think uh, Randy, do you have burnout or donut? Also experience? zero for both because I've never. This is my first real wheel drive car, and this is kind of what's fr- a little bit frustrating for me is because Manny just talked about getting new tires, mm-hmm. so that's an excuse. Yes, you use that excuse also. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, money should cost money, man. <laughs> I mean, a little burnout is not going to do a little damage, you know? I mean, you're fine. I got about four sets of wheels for my Fox body. Yeah. And they're all 114.3. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-oh. Burnout burnout party? I'm picking up a set tomorrow. Damn. Mustang World, everything's cheap. Okay. I'm just going to hoard it. Yeah, dude, I'm picking up a four sets. Uh, a set of four wheels with tires for 200 bucks. So oh, that's I'm picking those up tomorrow. <laughs> the Toyota pickup actually has the same bolt pattern. So at one point, I was just looking at Mustang wheels to put on the Toyota pickup. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Shit, if they're cheap. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason yeah. not to. I'm at one point, to put the wheels that I'm buying tomorrow on the Crown Vic. So maybe we just take those Crown Vic tires and we just throw them on the backs of these guys' cars. <laughs> Okay. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Another, another funny one was that. No, they won't let you do burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another funny one was that I almost pulled the plug on Tesla wheels for the Toyota pickup. Really? I was selling them dirt cheap on uh, on OfferUp, and I looked it up. They had the same bolt pattern. I was like, fuck it, let's do this. Honestly, I kind of like the idea because that would grind Tesla owners like down. <laughs> they would hate that. Yes. They'd be like, what are you doing? This is Tesla stuff. Is it the dorky looking ass like a uh, flat disc one? Or they, I mean, they were the standard Tesla wheels, but uh-huh. they had like those uh, wheel cover, those hub covers that like, okay. re- to help reduce like air drag. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Ah, I, think, I, don't, I don't think I've noticed any Tesla wheels that I don't like. Really? You don't yeah, like the, right. the base they're not, ones? They're not great, yeah. but they're not bad. Mm, okay. At least, I don't know, in my opinion. I don't know. But anyway, I think that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. If you want to complain about Manny and Tony being here, info at 91octane.com. I'm definitely not... <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it's it. always a pleasure talking with you guys. Definitely. I love hanging out with you guys at Auto Club. 
Um, I can't wait to do it again. June. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having us. And uh, so we can steal some of your listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Do it, man. Yeah. Uh, Definitely listen to Unaccepted Pod. Do it. Absolutely. You can find us anywhere at Unaccepted Pod. And that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we do have our website, Manny. Unacceptedpod.com. Yeah. So give us a shout out. Listen to us. Oh, yeah. So you guys cover. You're a little different than us. Yeah. You guys cover anime. We, We cover like the little. The nerd side. Yeah, we can cover <laughs> our little subculture of anime and car community that comes together. And obviously, I'm a big track enthusiast. I'm roping Manny into this, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Manny's a little bit hard, more harder on the anime. So he kind of uh, heads that side of it, you know what I mean? Right, right. And uh, we just bring it together. And we have a good time. It's, it's usually pretty funny. Yeah, it's dope. No, I've, I've listened to it plenty of times. I still do, so... Yeah, it's it's always good and everything with us, except when Tony complains about my dream car. What is your dream car? A Yugo. Oh, get <laughs> out of here! Get out of here with that. That is, it's over. Cut it. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>